Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey everyone, it's Jack from Cultaholic back again with Ross and Andrew. Just a thought before we start this one. I went out to grab some lunch and on the way back I passed, I don't know if there were a couple, but a boy and a girl, both young, about sort of 20 or so. And as I walked past, you know when you catch a glimpse of conversation and all I heard him say to it was, yeah, but when does life begin? And I was like, whoa, what's this? I'll tell you when life begins. Go on. Pictures. Yeah, it does, because it's Money in the Bank this Sunday, and everyone's dead excited for it. I, I, You know what? I, I still have a weird, even though my brain knows that it, they don't book the briefcase well really anymore, I still get a bit excited for it, because there's going to be ladders and it's all going to kick off. What? But hopefully, we can make it more exciting with our pitches. And if nobody's ever watched a pitches video before watching this, then don't worry, because all that's going to happen is we're going to go around in a circle, Ross, then Andrew, then myself, then Ross, then Andrew, then me, until we've got nine pitches. And remember that golden rule. It's not what we think's going to happen. It's what, what we, we want, want to, to happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you both said yeah at the same time. That was cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, has anyone got yeah. anything? Anything to any, yeah. any questions or concerns before we begin? Um, Not at all. I'm ready to dive straight yeah. in. Me, I'm ready. To just this this card looks stacked like a pile of bodies in the middle of the ring <laughs> at WrestleMania 37. Was it 37 this year? Oh, it's yeah, yeah. This 37, year. 37. My concept of time is gone. Go on then, Ross. What is your first pitch? Well, I'm going straight to Roman Reigns versus Edge. So obviously Roman will beat Edge because of course he will. He's Roman Reigns, for goodness sake. He's facing Edge, for goodness sake. And Edge, as well as being Edge, he can't stick his pipe into Roman's mouth because that would be breaking the rules. There's an obvious one there for the mams and for the dads. But a blue, sticking some pipes in some mouths. But we have Roman Reigns. He's celebrating in the ring with his family, his cousin Jay, his cousin Jimmy, and their uncle Paul. Then all of a sudden... We see a car, well, a, a, a vignette of a car appear on the Tron. A car that should, well, it belongs, in my, in my mind at least, in Need for Speed Underground, which was a fantastic video game back in my youth. Um, it's driving down the road. It's doing all sorts of cool things. It's going up for the gears. Wah-tish, wah-tish. Even does a handy bee in an Asda car park close to the arena in, where is it? Is it Miami? I think Chicago? it's uh, in Texas, no, no. isn't it? Fort Texas. West, Texas. Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, Fort Worth, yeah. America. The car is then seen driving past this arena in wherever it is in America. 
Roman then recreates his, fa- his face from the day we've literally been, we've literally been to that place where it is. I know <laughs> wherever it is in the world I'm sure it's a fantastic area which has an Asda which is a, a supermarket here in the yeah. UK close by uh, Roman then recreates like, after seeing this Khan being very confused Roman recreates his face from the debut of AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble of 2016 give us your best Roman Reigns at the Rumble of 2016 <laughs> one of those ones he gives the big one straight down the well not straight down the lens of the camera that would make no sense would it the camera's face in his face I'll move on Roman then cups his hand to his ear as we hear the car engine get louder and louder and louder the tension it builds it builds it builds and then crash bang wallop just like Wrestlemania 23 a car drives both fast put my teeth back in (laughs) a car drives both fastly and furiously through a conveniently placed pane of glass. Why is the glass there? It's for no other reason than having a car, a fast and a furious car, smash through it and look really cool while doing so. The car then just, it's got darkened out windows so you can't see anything inside of it. It just sits there revving its engine in a very intimidating manner. The car door then flings wide open. Who could it be? Michael Cole asks on commentary. Pat McAfee says something witty because that's what Pat McAfee does. But then we find out it's only bloody Dominic Toretto from the Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. And what's that he's got in his hand, Andrew and Jack? He's got a bottle of beer. And what's that in his other hand? He has a little barbecue. You know, the sort that costs like three pounds from home bargains. Just set it up in the, the foil tray and whatnot. He then saunters down to the ring, uh, down, the, down the ramp there, down to the ringside area. He cooks a burger on his barbecue. He's drinking a beer while looking wistfully into the distance. Look at a great deal of reflection and sort of poignancy written all over his massive muscular head. Excuse me. Roman then gets in the mic and says, what are you doing here, Vin Diesel? Because, of course, he wouldn't call him by the actor's name, the, 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 the name from the Fast... I'm losing you here, aren't I? The, the, the no, name from the Fast and Furious, good. would he? Vin then asks for a microphone and simply says, you claim to be all about family, Roman. You know nothing <laughs> about family. I know everything about family. Because family... I don't have friends. I got family. I am a family man. I am the family man. F is for family. And speaking of family, I have a family member who is going to beat the family out of you and then put it back into you to teach you what family means properly. Now, I've never seen any of the Fast and the Furious films. <laughs> but I've been... No, that's pretty much what it is. That, that's been, it. I've been reliably informed that every single film ends with Vin Diesel sat there with a beer and a barbecue going, oh, isn't family great? So that's where that one's come from. Uh, John Cena's music then hits. And we're off to the races for SummerSlam because that's apparently what's happening or something. And crucially here... Because I'm worried if John Cena does come back and gets the big Roman Reigns match for SummerSlam, he's got no reason to. We can't just have big match. John just coming back going, hey, up there, Roman. I'll have a title shot, please. That's a load of bollocks. So this, the, the family aspect from the Fast and the Furious franchise gives John Cena a proper good motivation for being there because um, family's good and stuff. And then obviously on the road to SummerSlam, we need to have a six-man tag team match with the bloodline taking on John Cena and Vin Diesel and a Mustang or something. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's because apparently this is going to happen. I'm sorry, this is this is spoiling things for you. This is just it's the dirty sheets news report, so they could be wrong. We don't know, but apparently it's going to be John Cena versus Roman Reigns. I've, I've seen from various sources at SummerSlam. So here's a way to get John back in there with a legitimate reason to fight Roman Reigns. Go on, the family. Uh, that's and they all sing the Family Guy theme tune. Yeah, that's. <laughs> 
the best pitch you've ever done. So it's a yes from me. I've got Thank nothing, you. nothing to add, Andrew. Yeah, just fan, just F is not only for family but for fantastic, Ross. That was amazing. Um, it makes obviously it makes sense, and WWE at the moment like to tie in uh, tie in the movies that their that their uh, wrestlers are in. So uh, yeah, and Vin Diesel and John Cena are brothers in that film, I think. So can we get some like <laughs> wow, like, yeah, 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 yeah. like brothers no. or something? Like, no. Can we get some mad mad like tag team moves where? Yeah. Where Cena does an attitude adjustment and then Vin Diesel just runs r- Roman over in a car. Just, just the, 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 the Vin Dieselator. The yes. Vin Dieselator? Yeah. Yes. Something Lovely. like that. God. Yeah, it's a yes, it's a yes from me, Ross. It's a yes from me. What a start. Thank what you. a start to proceedings here. Wow, just like a car off the line. Wartish. <laughs> That's Wartish. my favourite thing that you do ever. <laughs> the be- I love the that best- so much. The, the only one that probably doesn't end with Vin Diesel giving a speech about family is Tokyo Drift because it features like neither Vin Diesel nor, me, nor most of the main characters. Mm. They're not in it. So oh. there's just, there's probably some sort of family element, but that's often regarded as one of the worst. And I think there's something in that. Uh, Andrew, follow up. I mean, follow yeah, up. Yeah, that's going to be a hard one to follow up. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. So we've, got, we've still got two more slots to be announced in the... Well, no, we don't anymore because Natalia was announced. I wrote this before Natalia was announced. So we've got one more slot in the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And whilst um, I kind of feel like it makes more sense to have Sasha Banks sort of fill one of them slots, uh, you know, the fact that we're back in front of a live audience and stuff and we've not seen her on TV since WrestleMania. Uh, and the, uh, just imagine the reaction to her coming out as well and perhaps even winning it. That'd be amazing. But... Um, I'd, I'd rather not go that way. I don't think Sasha necessarily needs the briefcase, and I think she's most definitely in line uh, for another shot at the title anyway. And there's been there's already so many women in that match uh, that would benefit even more from getting the briefcase than Sasha Banks. So um, so why not let have one of those competitors win and also you know start to build up some credible challenges for the women's title picture in general? Because I think uh, I think that's what we 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 really need. Um, so Friday night SmackDown before Money in the Bank, we've got a contenders match. Um, and obviously at the moment we've got, I get, well, because Natalia goes between, it was like, we've already got four women for Raw confirmed. And I guess because Natalia goes between and stuff, you know, she's, she's a SmackDown lass. Who else have we got from SmackDown? We've got someone else, don't we? Zelina uh, Vega. Zelina Vega, that is the one, yeah. So we've got two more. So this was, again, this was written before, uh, Natalia was in the picture, but, um, so I'm thinking like the 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 places that could be filled on SmackDown, uh, Tegan Knotts and, and now just Shotzi. Oh. Um, so after their surprising win against the women's tag team uh, the women's tag team champions last week, they're backstage in an interview buzzing about how their debut on the main roster went, and there's plenty more where that came from. We cue to Natalia and Tamina. They've been belittling the newcomers, saying it was a fluke and that there isn't a chance they could beat them again for a second week running. And the argument gets heated and almost results in a brawl. But then Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce break them up. Get away from each other. Don't want none of this. Sonya Deville declares a rematch. But the stakes this time are higher. No, the women's tag team champions aren't on the line. The championships aren't on the line. But you get a shot to go straight to the top. The winners of this match qualify for a place in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And the two teams accept. Uh, Money in the Bank comes, you know, uh, yeah, sorry. And the, oh, sorry, I missed a bit. Let me go back. Let me go rewind on. a don't little worry, bit. Don't worry, don't worry. Tegan and Shotzi, they pull it out of the bag again, uh, a second week running, 
you know, it's a shame they didn't get to pick up the tag belts, but, you know, it's all right, because they're going. They're going to show thousands of people what they can do at Money in the Bank. And obviously, kind of like tying this in now, I guess if we had that match, let's pretend kayfabe Natalia gets injured. So, well, technically, Tamina would probably take the thing. But let's just say, for now, Shotzi yes, gets in there Andrew, instead. Well, <laughs> well, there's too much Shotzi stuff in this pitch, so, right, okay. But pretend that, that Tegan, because they won, Tegan and, and Shotzi get to go in. Um, anyway, so Money in the Bank comes. The match is incredible. We start building more contenders for the women's titles. Liv Morgan puts in a phenomenal performance. Lena Vega looks strong. Uh, we see a spot in which perhaps we see like Bliss hit a twisted Bliss or his sister Abigail off the ladder on Tegan. And that seemingly takes her out of the equation. Um, you know, storytelling, we see Tegan clutching her knee. It looks like, oh no, it's happening again. It's happening again. Finally, we get towards the end. Why would you do that, you horrible man? Why because we're building, you'll thing? see, Jack. You'll okay. see, you'll see. Finally, we get towards the end and Shotzi, you know, she's mental is our Shotzi. She sets up some tables and some ladders outside the ring, you know, like where they put them between the apron and the, and the, uh, and the barrier. And she puts people on there. She climbs up. She does that scent on that she does off the ladder onto a few competitors, boom, like it wipes a load of people out. This leaves a ladder, it's perfectly set up in the ring and just below, you know, it's, it's, sorry, the ladder's below the briefcases, I'm not on it today. The two women we see slowly emerging from either side of the ring though, you know, we get Selena Vega, Zelina Vega, not Selena Vega, yeah, Zelina yeah. Vega, and Tegan Knox. And Tegan, she's struggling with that knee. She's struggling. She gets on the ladder, so does Vega, and Vega starts to climb. Tegan's having trouble though. She can't put pressure on the knee. She's gonna miss yet another opportunity due to her history of injury, injuries, but she's fighting. She's trying, guys, to push through. Zelina is inching closer, her fingertips are touching it. Ah, oh, but quickly, from her insane spot moments ago, Shotzi comes flying into the ring. Whoa! She hoists. Tegan in like an electric chair position on her shoulders and she starts climbing up the rung of the ladders and Tegan's stretching out and Zelina's like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? She doesn't say it like that, but she's like, what's going on? And then she tries to throw some punches in, but Knox is getting the better of her. She's stunned and Shotzi keeps climbing. She climbs. She climbs so high up the ladders of Shotzi that Tegan's practically hugging the case at this point. And before Zelina attempts to push Tegan off her shoulders, Shotzi lets out one of them big, one of them she lets out a big one of them and she cracks Zelina with a forearm and Zelina goes crashing down to the mat and, and Shotzi's going grab it this is your chance you deserve this moment more than anyone and Shotzi she Shotzi's says shouting that, in that. The she says she's that doing it she's shouting yeah. she's shouting to Tegan grab it to which Tegan unhooks the case and becomes yeah. the 2021 women's money in the bank winner embracing Shotzi in a very feel good moment and I'd just love to see this happen because I think Tegan's been through a lot at the moment now that she's on the now that she's on the main roster, if she did win Money in the Bank, you've got she's got a chance because obviously you can challenge any champion. You could go back to NXT and get that NXT Women's Title that she so deserves because she's been after that for so long. But her history of of, uh, of injuries has really like pushed her back with that. She could go on to either face Rhea Ripley or uh, Bianca Belair because of the history in NXT there as well. So I think that would be really cool and. Um, and Tegan Knox, she's just a ph phenomenal wrestler. I don't think anybody in this match comes out looking looking bad at all. But um, I'd, just, I'd just like to see it. It's not what we think is going to happen. It's what we want to happen. And I would like to see that happen. Yes. It, it is a yes for me. Um, I like the idea. 
I like the idea of Shotzi helping her teammate as well, mm. being selfless. Because like four years down the line or whatever, she can use that yes. to turn heel or whatever. There can be some sort of you were self. I did that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's all I think it's all spot on. So it's a yes from me. Thank you. It's a yes from me as well, Andrew. And then of course, when Tegan Knox wins the briefcase, we can op- open the briefcase and inside will be Shotzi's last name. Um, and then everyone goes home happy. So there we go. So all, all smiles all round. Yay. Uh, it's my turn now, and mine is is not going to... I think it might be a no, uh, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's what I want to happen. I looked at the competitors for the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, and I was like, to me, there's only one clear winner here. I know a lot of people are saying it should be Big E, and he could even maybe go to Raw and challenge Big Bob because he's been feuding with the New Day and everything, and he's probably going to do nasty things to Kofi Kingston. I've seen people say that it should, or that it, not that it should, but that it might well be Drew because he's arguably the biggest star in the match. It's not going to be Ricochet. He's going to do something silly. Um, I think I want it to be, and please don't, please don't, uh, please don't. It should be Seth Rollins for me. Now, look, I know that a lot of people watching this are going to be like, why, why Jack? Why? Because Seth Rollins obviously is quite, polarizing sometimes people get a bit sick of him especially when he's a babyface. obviously now he's a heel and i know it doesn't make that much sense because the two big champions currently are heels as well but i think that sometimes heel versus heel can be done okay and i think one of those circumstances would be seth rollins versus roman reigns i was really interested a few weeks ago now when rollins had a bit of a chat with roman backstage and was like leave Cesaro to me or something but he just, he had no fear when he was talking to Roman at all and it was so unusual to see that in 2021 but it made sense because who's always had Roman's number Seth Rollins all throughout their career I think he's beaten him twice on huge in huge matches and um once just clean as a whistle randomly at Money in the Bank 2016 I think when Ambrose then cashed in on mm-hmm. Rollins and stuff. um and I just think I want to see that match again I think they'll still have a terrific chemistry, but this time I think that Roman should obviously get the win. Oh, bloody hell, Ross. Bloody hell. Sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't hold it in. Sorry. I think that Roman should get the win this time. Obviously, Seth should say, right, you can't beat me clean. Or he wouldn't say clean, but you can't beat me without help from your family. And this time Roman should be like, no, no, lads. I'm doing this one on my own. I don't want anything from either of you. That would help get the users off TV, which Jimmy probably needs a bit right now as well. That's just a convenient sort of side to this. But um, I think that I think that Roman should still win, but Seth should take him to like the limit. It also frees up Cesaro. I'm worried that Cesaro is going to cont- like. Do people think Cesaro is going to carry on in this feud with Seth, or is that done now? I don't quite know. I think it's done after SmackDown. Okay, Rollins beat him again, didn't he? Oh God, yeah, of course he did. Well, that's all right then. Um, Cesaro can, he should, I don't know, win the Rumble next year. (laughs) Anyway, Seth Rollins should win this one and cash in, but ahead of like, cash in 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 almost a babyface way, announcing it ahead of time Mm. and and then lose anyway. That's what I think. But Mm. is it a yes or a no? Who wants to go? You, you want to go? go? I can go. Yeah. I um, do you know what? I was thinking about this as well because I a little bit different. I was thinking Seth should win, and then it can tie in with a feud with him and Edge as well. Perhaps like Seth wins, and then at the end oh, of the Roman Reigns and Edge thing like comes that out. Was it. Yeah. And then, like, he can, you can harken back, was it 2014, when he was like, I'll break your neck, Edge, when Edge was out, yeah. and it was Edge and Christian. Sorry, people, and people think that Rollins is going to 
is going to get into a feud with Edge, don't they? Not Cesaro, and that's what. Yeah, sorry, carry on, sorry. Oh, it's all right. No, so like I, I can see, I can see that happening as well. I think that'd be a really compelling story to to tell, and and uh, and I like the idea of Seth cashing in ahead of t- like n- like announcing it ahead of time. I think that'd be really cool. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you reckon it? Do you reckon he'd work as a babyface again? No, I think you should still go into it as a heel. As as a heel, okay. No, yeah, but, I, I I quite like that. I think I think the idea, and there's just so much history between Reigns and Seth as well. I think uh, I think it'd make for a fantastic match. Yeah, I like that. You know. Wow! Thank wow. you very much. Wow! 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 wow. Um, I'm going to give you no, Jackie, you no, know, for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, while I do want to see Rollins versus Reigns and the new, the new guises go at it toe-to-toe, I don't want to see the heel Seth Rollins have his briefcase because in my mind, I don't think Seth Rollins is going to be the guy to beat Roman Reigns. I think that's going to be someone brand new on the scene, a star-making victory over a man who holds the title for upwards of 10 to 15 years. We might not, Cultaholic might not be a thing when Roman Reigns eventually uses, uh, loses his universal title. So just for those two reasons, I'm going to, I'm going to say no. But I do want to see Rollins versus Reigns in a proper straight up, straight down the middle, wrestling feud. Sounds good. So it's one yes, one no. That's all right. I'll take it. I was fearing the worst. Ross, what is your second pitch? I'm going to the men's money in the bank ladder match because my main fear for this match is that Daddy Drew McIntyre will win just to get around his stipulation loss at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Was it last month? My concept of time was. is completely, mm-hmm. completely cream crackered. Uh, so it I want to see Drew and Riddle be the final two mm. in the match. A Claymore to Riddle off the side of the ladder. Riddle is either down on the floor, knocked out, or really high. Sometimes it's too hard to tell. It looks as though Drew will be bringing it home for William Wallace, the fella in the cave with his spider, Rabsy, Nesbitt, Billy Connolly, Lorraine Kelly, and other historical Lorraine figures. Kelly. From the British Isles, would you like to see my growler? <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's Lorraine Kelly's catchphrase, is what she said. It is, it's a famous catchphrase on GMTV. Mm-hmm. Um, but much like the Undertaker's entrance at WrestleMania 17, we hear a motor. I've gone, I've gone vehicular again, everybody. We hear a motorbike engine oh. in the background and a solitary oh. headlight hurtling at great speed towards the ring or the camera, whatever you want to put in there. Now, in my mind. And this might be a bit far-fetched, everybody. Jinder Mahal will be on his little red motorbike and he would fly into the ring like Gordy Boggs does in the final big fight in the Raider right Rumble film. You know David Arquette's oh, character? Yeah. When he, he comes down the ramp and he flies and he goes, he goes through the cage door and everything, Andrew, on his bike. Whoa. There's like a six, sky, a, a six slide in the ring. In my mind, it would like to be, I would like it to be like that, but if Jinder wants just to ride down to the ring at a safe speed, step off the motorbike and walk into the ring, uh, I'll, be, I'll be okay with that as well because it seems like a little bit less dangerous. Anyway, what I'm saying is that Jinder Mahal needs to cost Drew McIntyre and just allow Riddle to win because... As much as it got off to a rickety start, I'm fully on board with Riddle and Randy now and their, their lovely bromance, if you will, Bruh, and all that stuff. And I think it would be fun with Riddle being at Mr. Money in the Bank and sort of mm-hmm. being stupid at the same time. There'll be a fun little thing, because I think he said on Raw this week that he wants to sort of cash in, like surprise Randy with a cash in for the tag team titles, even though Randy would have to obviously know about it and be there to, <laughs> for the cash in to work. Um, so we have all sorts of fun for that, but crucially, Jinder would cost Drew... Uh, winning this match to get around that stipulation lost to Bobby Lashley and then we get off to SummerSlam because in a weird part of my brain I actually want to see Jinder versus Drew with the history there with 3MB and all that stuff and I guess crucially here in this pitch I want Jinder just to send uh, 
but sorry, Jinder sent Drew flying just to knock this weird historian out of his being, out of his <laughs> character altogether because he's getting too cringy week mm. on week on week. CTE him. Make him forget about all the histories learned God. over the past year. That's a, that's a quote, isn't it? Give him CTE. That's my pitch there, to make him forget about all the lovely history he's learned during lockdown over the past year. Now, I like I like most of it, but I can't fully commit to a yes. I love the Jinder stuff, and I'm re- I agree with you fully that I want to see Jinder versus Drew, but I don't want to see Riddle with the briefcase because... Somehow, something happens to briefcase holders in WWE where they get worse at wrestling. They start losing matches for some reason and they get more annoying and I can't take Riddle being more annoying. I don't, I don't think it would be fun. I think it would get grating. Um, but apart from that, I do like the pitch. I do like the, the gender side of the pitch. And I'd be fully on Jinder's side in that feud. He's, he'd be the so face. After, after what he did with his motorbike, I can't yeah. believe it me. It was, it, was a, it was a fake sword that Jinder had. Drew knew this, yet Drew still committed some sort of vandalism on Jinder Mahal's property. What sort of a role model is this? This is disgusting. Yeah. It is. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a. I think Jack pretty much covered it there. I think it's it's like a yeah. It's like a yes no. It's like one of them. It's one of them because again, I like the gender stuff as well. I I kind of feel like that might might actually happen, and and I think that'd be a good way to continue the feud into SummerSlam. Um, but I agree. I uh, as much as Riddle is really really good in the ring, and I love all his in ring stuff. Just like everything else out of that is a bit a little bit too much coming from a person who's definitely a lot so uh um yeah i'm not into the riddle stuff but plus you can can you get like a can you get a pun out of money in the bank i feel like he's not going to win it because you can't get a pun yeah, with yeah, bro in money, money in the bank he's got a generous bag Mm-hmm. Yeah, briefcase. Oh, yeah. bag of greens or, or green or green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green. that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it's 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 on the it's on the fence. It's on the fence. It's a it's it's a yes no, Ross. Thank you. Is this the first time Andrew has ever not given a yes? I think no. I think I've given a no like one time before. Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> grown a backbone, are you, Andrew? No, I'm not. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, it's no, a yes for me. So. No, no, don't. You can don't, say no. It's fine. We're not going to get back down. Upset. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, you uh, might say no to this one. Don't go and cry right, myself to sleep. Uh, I think. And what if Andrew said yes to my pitch on the pitches video? <laughs> don't do it. Right here we go. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, we go into the WWE title match now. You know, and there's a few, I've got a few ideas swelling around in this one. So please, please do bear with me. Um, I don't think Bobby's losing it all. And, you know, I'd love another Kofi Kingston title reign, but uh, I, I just can't see it changing hands uh, just yet from Bobbitt's grasp. But throughout the night, we get backstage segments. MVP is trying to find Bobby Lashley. He needs to talk to him about what occurred on Monday Night Raw, where Bobby just went mental on MVP's talk show, was just chucking stuff and doing everything. Uh, Bobby's having none of it, though. When MVP finally catches up with Lashley, Bobby just wants nothing to do with him. He tells MVP to stay away, stop getting in his head, and let him focus on dominating Kofi tonight. Bobby leaves, and MVP replies just with a little, I'll see you out there tonight. Kind of like, I've still got your back, pal. You might not want it, but I've still got your back. Title match comes. Bobby enters the arena, and MVP is like sheepishly sort of like behind him all the way as he's like making his way to the ring and stuff. There's clearly a disconnect there. Um, And yeah, I think the match is going to be really good. We see a more focused and aggressive Lashley, which in turn, Kofi steps up his game as well. Uh, MVP throughout the match is trying to help Lashley out only for Lashley to kind of like glare at him and and demand him to stay out of his business and stop distracting him. Um, And I was thinking perhaps there's like a spot in which Lashley is in control of the match. You know, on the outside of the ring though, we've got Xavier. He like hops up onto onto the apron and he's trying to like rally Kofi. And then MVP also hops up on there and starts to scuffle with Woods trying to get him down and stuff, which then distracts the ref in turn. And then that just infuriates Bobby. So Bobby takes his focus off Kofi uh, to go and sort out this scuffle. And then he's angry, he just knocks both men off the apron. Get off my ring, there we go. Turns around though, and then he eats off. Witcher, trouble in paradise. Ooh, Kofi is gonna be, he's, he's in, he's in there. He's, he's within a hair's breadth of almost snagging the title, but alas, it's not the night as Lashley kicks out at 2.999. He realizes what's nearly happened and he just, whoop, straight in, gets in there. What's that? <laughs> he gets the hurt lock in, that's what he does. Straight oh, yeah. in there, replies the hurt lock. And then that grants Lashley with yet another successful title victory under his belt. However, frustrated by almost once again becoming a laughingstock at the hands of Kofi and Xavier, Bobby just snaps. He picks up Kofi, gets the hurt locking deep, and he just won't let go. He's like ragdolling him about, and he's using Kofi's body as a weapon. He knocks the ref out. He's trying to like separate them and everything. Um, Xavier then gets in. Lashley immediately just drops Kofi and then hits Xavier with a spear. Breaks him in half nearly. Bagout, one of them. Uh, at this point, MVP also enters the ring and he's come to mock Woods and Kingston and laying a few cheap shots of his own. He passes Lashley and Cockley starts taunting at the body strewn on the floor. But before he can get a swift boot in, whoop, 
Bobby gets MVP in the Hurt Lock. You're done, pal. You're done. Bobby has had enough of MB, MVP. He's, he's, he's almost cost him this match, the title. And now it's time to cut all ties and go his own way. But by this point, Kofi and Eric Xavier, they're like trying to get up. They're trying to slowly get up. And Lashley just like launches MVP at them. And then it sends like Xavier and, uh, and, and MVP out of the ring or something. And it leaves like Bobby and Kofi in. And they're the only ones in the squared circle. Oh, what's going to happen here? So Bobby, he's going, he's going for him. He's going to lay into Kofi, but before he can, we get an, oh, Fort Worth, Texas! Who is it? What's going on? Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your new holder of the money in the bank briefcase and feel the power. My voice there. isn't, good, isn't good for that. It was pretty oh, no, it was awful. Good, it was good. Um, Anyway, Big E appears at the top of the ramp holding the money, in the, the money in the Bank briefcase that he's won in the men's ladder match. He just comes storming down to the ring and he blasts MVP in the head with a briefcase. Get down there and squares up to Lashley, who is just stunned. And Big E says nothing. He just stares down Lashley and teases, obviously, that he's coming to Raw, reuniting with his New Day brethren, and that he's got the eyes on his eyes on the WWE Championship. And that's the piatch. Mm. I think that might be what happens. Do you Somewhere reckon? close to what actually happens. Okay. And, it, and, and I'd like it if it did. So it's mm -hmm. a yes from me. Um, yeah, I think that actually might be close to what happens. If the cash-in doesn't happen, I still think that the rest of the stuff will. So yeah. I, think you, I think you've... Not only is it what you think is going to happen, but it's a new category. It's what might happen It was what well. might happen, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting there. Ross, what do you, what do you think? I'm going to take the words of one Jack the Jobber just there and put my own name to those words because I agree and can't think of anything else to say. Okay. Okay. Fair play. Thank you. Um, my second one is about the SmackDown Women's Championship. At the minute, I think it's Carmella, isn't it? She's going to face Bianca Belair, stepping in for Bailey. Um, I don't really... Um, look, fair play to Carmella for doing that and everything. I'd rather see Carmella in the ladder match because, as we've learned recent, as we've learned in the past few years, she's actually one of the better members of the division. And she just sort of took to the ladder match and was really quite good at it. So I'd like to see her in that. But that means obviously Bianca Belair needs a um, needs another opponent. Carmella gets taken out of the match somehow. Maybe she gets she hits Adam Pearce or something, or maybe she gets attacked backstage by Liv Morgan or something. But anyway, the long and short of it is Bianca Belair is in the ring waiting for her opponent. She's like, come on, I'm Bianca Belair. And then what? What? whose music should hit? But style, Grace, I'm never going to be demoted. Now welcome to the Queen to the Queendom where the kings bow down. Here comes Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. She struts out onto the ramp. She's doing a, like, mum dance that she does yeah <laughs> she's loving it everyone's obviously like what no stephanie's obviously pulled some strings with sonia or someone she's like yeah get me in there because right don't worry lads bianca's still gonna win and it's gonna be just like a decimation of stephanie stephanie thinks she's got this because she's arrogant and i don't know she's been doing some training or something she says Maybe there's a video package of Steph training that she demands be played. And then Bianca tears her apart. She's gorilla pressing her. She's whipping her with her hair. She's whatever. She's absolutely battering Stephanie and wins comprehensively after a, not a, like a quick squash, but just a dominant performance over the course of like five, five to seven minutes. Um, and I think that would go really well. And I think people would like that. And, you know, I don't know if Stephanie has any interest in ever 
doing anything active again in the ring, but I'd like to see it in this case, I think. So that is my pitch. I don't think I've ever wanted a pitch to happen less than the one I've just heard. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say more. I was so optimistic. Oh I was God. like, he's going to love it. He's loving it. I don't know what it is, but when you started singing a theme song, all the memories just came flooding back because all my exposure to Stephen McMahon is these days is I post in lovely pictures of her dogs on Instagram. So it's mm. like, oh, she's got nice big mastiffs. One called Andre. It's lovely. Um, so yeah, just hearing that theme tune again just brought it all back. And I, I don't know. I, just, I think Bianca needs something more meaty. More juicy, mm. more insert word there to, to, to get locked in rather than just a, a throwaway thing with, with Lady Bowles incarnate. So okay. that's why I'd say no. Oh, you make a good point there, Ross, but I don't know. I feel like people would pop if 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 Stephanie came out and Bianca just absolutely decimated Stephanie, who was coming out all cocky and 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 trying to like, you know, assert a dominance and stuff, and then Bianca's just like, nah, I'm not having that, just pressing her and everything. I I think I'd like to see that. I actually think I would like to see that. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a yes. I know that sounds. That might sound daft, but I think it's. It's just something different. It's. It's something. Something. Yeah. So a surprise for the crowd. Whoa! Mental. And there yeah. are going to be surprises, as we've heard. Imagine yeah. if that was the yeah. big surprise. People <laughs> <laughs> be out about Stephen McMahon. <laughs> be amazing. Oh. Um, Ross, it's time for your final pitch. Right, I'm off to Bobby and Kofi. And to be honest with you, I feel dirty. I feel disgusting. I feel like a slut for this pitch. Oh, my God. I feel disgusting. I feel terrible about this pitch. But this is really controversial. But simply, I want to see Bobby Lashley defeat Kofi Kingston in one second less than it took Brock Lesnar to beat him on that SmackDown. I want to see Bobby Lashley. So this this sort of stems from the final segment of this week's Raw where Bobby Lashley becomes shades of Newcastle Brown Ale for American people watching this video. The adverts and the uh, the billboards and all that have Newcastle Brown Ale, no bollocks. Now we should have Bobby Lashley, no bollocks. He's getting rid of, M- well, getting rid of the, the lovely ladies. He might be getting rid of MVP. I don't want him to get rid of MVP. I think the, the, the tandem of MVP and Lashley is fantastic. Lashley needs MVP to say the words that, quite frankly, Bobby, and I'm sorry to say this, quite frankly, that he can't. So I don't want to see MVP get split up from... Um, from Bobby Lashley this weekend. But I want to see Bobby Lashley do that in one less second than Brock Lesnar did. And I also want to see Bobby Lashley do the mannerisms of Lesnar, do the old hop, skip and a jump stuff. I want to see Bobby Lashley extract the Michael out of Brock Lesnar's brand new lovely head of hair, which when I saw for the first time this week, everybody, I thought that was Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else? Nope, just me. Um, I just want to see Bobby just, just... just take the piss out of Brock Lesnar and then goad Brock into making his return because I want to see, we've been speaking about it on this channel for so many years at SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. But there is more to this pitch because I hear, we need to speak about a man that everybody, who I've got written down on my script, everyone has forgotten about, but then I didn't realise that what Andrew's pitch was going to be in the pitch before. Big E comes out because every now and again I've heard Big E, maybe more so on talk, on talk and smack him when he's been on commentary than actual proper promos, mentioning he's been in WWE for so many years, but he's never had a singles opportunity at, at, the, at the big one, at the big juicy one, at the world title. So he comes down to the ring, you're thinking, oh, it's Big E, it's Xavier Woods, it's the new day, it's Kofi Kingston, they're going to console his pal stricken Kofi down in the middle of the ring. He's absolutely gutted that he's lost the title or lost the title match in such quick fashion. But he's just watching Kofi flounder on the floor. And the floundering fish that is Kofi Kingston. It's made Big E snap. Enough is enough. 
and it's time for a change. Big E turns heel. He turns. I don't. I don't want to see it, but I sort of do at the same time because it's clear for me after the year that Big E has had, the Big E as a babyface is not going to reach the main event. That is what I've learned from the past year on SmackDown. There is something that the powers that be do not like. That means the Big E will not reach the, the, the level that I think he should, and we all think he should. So I think just for the sanctity of Big E and to get him in the world title picture, good and proper, have him turn heel and split up the new day. Am I, am I saying this out my own mouth? I think I am. But I'm going to go for it. But uh, there needs to be a change for Big E, and I think this could be the thing that makes him snap. Get him on Raw, get him in the world title picture for the, uh, the, the, the sort of angle after SummerSlam, whoever wins between Brock and Bobby, which, by the way, should mm. be Bobby. It should be Bobby. Bobby should be Brock. But there we I, go. There's there's the pitch there. I feel disgusting. I know I'm going to get two no's, but that's fine. I just feel like, first of all, I, I don't really want to see Kofi as like the sacrificial lamb. But more importantly, there was a man once, like Biggie. He was a big guy. He was fun-loving. He liked to dance. He turned heel to get to the main event, and it went so wrong. And that was Rikishi. And I feel like if Big E was to turn heel, <laughs> it would go the way of Rikishi. He'd have weird generic rock music. He'd wear all black. I, I, I can't see it. I just can't. I'm sorry. And I get it's different. And I'd like it if it worked, but I don't think it would for me personally. So to no, I'm sorry. That's fine. I expect okay. it. Andrew, how, how are you going to say no? Um, I like. I think... I think the only reason the babyface stuff doesn't work at the moment for Big E is because he's on SmackDown, and I guess the only place for him to go after the um, Intercontinental title picture obviously is to go against Roman Reigns, but at this moment in time, Roman's very much in the middle of his, just the biggest thing of his career, and I don't think it'd be right at the moment for Big E to dethrone him, and I think... Um, it. It just doesn't feel like the right time for it either. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily that it doesn't work him as a baby face and he's not going to go anywhere. I think if we just switched him to Raw with the other guys and went after the WWE Championship, I think that would uh, I think that would work out. And I think as well, because Big E's been in WWE for so long, for him to challenge for the biggest title, which is the WWE Championship, rather than... The Universal Championship that makes a little bit that makes a little bit more sense. Um, but going is go in it as a babyface and maybe somewhere down the line that like corrupts him and then you get uh, like a Kofi and and Biggie feud or a Xavier feud or something like that. So I, I wouldn't necessarily want to see it play out that way um, that you said. So I'm, I think I'm gonna give it a no again, and I feel bad because it's creative AF, as the children would say. Um, but yeah, I don't want to see Kofi get squashed again either. Uh, that would be sad. But thinking about it, him getting a win against Bobby on Raw, maybe that is like their way of saying, oh, well, no, he did it before. So now we can squash him at the pay-per-view, which would suck big time. I'm just, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm not feeling Kofi mania in me veins this time around. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not feeling, I've got that vibe this time. Well, I mean, that was, the, the crowd was a very big part of that, though. And and I guess, obviously, we haven't had that, have we, recently? So um, that's probably why we're not feeling it, possibly, I I assume. But um, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, I don't want to say no, but I'm going to say no. Just say no. Just I tell know. me no. Go on, shout no at me, Andrew. Go on. No. I know you want to. No. No. Well, that is 
That is sad. That's very sad. <laughs> and Andrew, what's your final pitch? My final pitch is um, is just a very very simple basic basic biatch pitch. Uh, but I'd like to see it nonetheless. We've got the Raw Women's Title match, um, and there's a moment backstage before the match where Rhea's talking about how she's going to uh, do whatever is necessary to finally put Charlotte Flair away for good. No more DQ wins. No more playing around. No more interference. No more mind games. She's going to pin Charlotte Flair in the middle of the ring, fair and square, to prove her worth. Um, in fact, she hangs though on that no more DQs line for a little while. And before we cut away, we catch Rhea knocking on the door of Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville. And she like goes in and then we cut. Uh, match comes and Charlotte makes her entrance, normal as anything. Rhea's music starts, but whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the phone, cut the music, cut the music. Rhea's got a mic in hand. She goes on to say how she's sick of how long this has been going on for now. And to settle this once and for all, there's going to be no cheap victories to prolong all of this bull plops. This ends tonight. And to make sure it ends tonight, Rhea's managed to have a little chat with Pearson DeVille. And this is now a no DQ match. Rhea charges to the ring and the two women collide. It's a brutal match. It spills out throughout the arena. Tables, ladders, chairs, everything. Both women really want to put the other away. Uh, match end comes maybe with like a, there's like a table spot in the corner. Rhea's looking to rip tied Charlotte off the turnbuckle for the, for the table for the end. But Charlotte, she manages to counter it and drapes like Ripley over the top of the turnbuckle and locks in a figure four. And it's not looking good for, for Rhea, but she powers up. One of them, she's powering up. And she manages to like somehow hoist Charlotte up with her legs. And, uh, and like, whilst her legs are still locked in the figure four, she like pulls her open, does some sort of like desperation, modified riptide off the top rope, through the table. One, two, three, business is done. Rhea has pinned Charlotte. It's finally a triumphant moment for her because she's not, she's not done that yet. And she needs to do that. Done and dusted. No, no daft things happening. And as she's celebrating in the ring, you can see a relief or excitement for overcoming Charlotte Flair in front of a crowd nonetheless. She's truly soaking in this emotional moment when, whoa, it's, who's that? It's that. Sami Zayn. It's Sami Zayn. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. No, Becky Lynch. We got Becky Lynch is here. And back after a year away from the WWE Universe, she's ready to challenge the woman that holds the title that she never truly lost. Becky doesn't come to the ring. Instead, she just stands atop of the ramp, clapping for the Raw Women's Champion. As Rhea Ripley holds the title high, she like slowly looks at it and then slowly turns towards Becky with a smile, insinuating that is where... Rhea Ripley is gonna go next. Oh, that's it. Sorry, this is, um, a basic biatch one. This is uh, like kind of the opposite of your last pitch because your last mm. one's what may well happen, mm -hmm. whereas this one, a clean win over the Queen. I know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. Um, but it's a yes for me. I I like that. I do think it's very necessary. I don't know what they're aiming for with Rhea and having to learn how to how dirty the dirtiest player. Ah, just mm. it's not for me. It's not for me at all. Me um, doesn't make her heroic in my eyes. Um, but no, it's a yes for me. Totally. Thank you. Oh, it's a yes for me as well. I'm terrified. Ah. I I don't know what it is after this week's Raw. I just came away from that segment where Charlotte in her massive boots was uh, putting it to Rhea Ripley. I was thinking, wow, she's gonna win, isn't she? <laughs> they're going to they're do it again. They're gonna, just like WrestleMania 36, they're mm. going to do it again. So just to get away from that, Andrew, I'm going to say yes to your pitch because it avoids that, and that's what Thank I want to see. Thank you. Um, my last pitch is... So we've heard 
Wrestle votes were tweeting saying there's a lot of surprises planned. Exciting and cool, I think they said. There's some exciting and cool surprises planned for Money in the Bank by WWE this Sunday. Um, and I think, because there's been a lot of names banded about recently, hasn't there? Big ones as well. So you mentioned one there, Becky Lynch, uh, and we've had a few others considered Vin as well. Vin Diesel. So Vin Diesel's <laughs> been one as well. Um, so I'm going to go to Roman Reigns versus Edge. Roman has won. Edge is out of there. Um, Roman is in the ring just being Roman and just, yes, I'm the best. I'm the be He doesn't get excited, does he? He's just like, yes, I am I am the best indeed. And then... Was that the noise that Brock Lesnar... Why is that noise that Brock Lesnar's theme makes? It's just like... And he's out. And he's loving it. Heyman is obviously... Why is a good Heyman's terrified? He's like, oh no, my two dads. I don't know which one to, you know. <laughs> and then um, Brock's just doing his whatever big big shoulder rolls and stuff. And then he heads down to the ring, jumps up on the apron. He gets in. He's bouncing around. Roman's like a bit shook. You can tell he's a little bit shook. He's not quite AJ Styles at the 2016 Royal Rumble, but he's a little bit towards that. Mm. He's like, oh, okay. And then, here comes John Cena just doing his stupid, why am I doing that for all of them? They all come out doing that. Uh, Cena gets in the ring. Still no one has said anything, but the crowd are just going crazy. It's like the start of WrestleMania 30 when it was Hogan, Rock, and Austin. Speaking of The Rock, he comes out next. He gets in the ring. Everyone's like, what? These are the these are the exciting and cool surprise. Yeah, Rock comes out doing that. <laughs> Rock's doing this. <laughs> um, they all get in the ring. The crowd are going absolutely wild. And then, who should follow all of them? But Adam Pierce, he's here to sort things out. So he gets in the ring. Yeah, yeah he's doing that. No, Adam Pierce isn't. He's very sensible. He gets in the ring and says, good to see you all, lads. Um, I'm assuming you're all here to be the next contender for the Universal Championship. They're all like, yes, we are. Adam Pierce says, well, there's only one way to sort this out then. A big triple threat match on the SummerSlam kickoff show between Brock Lesnar, John Cena and The Rock. And then they have like a three minute match on the SummerSlam kickoff show and it's won by uh, Rock, I don't know. Why is <laughs> and it tailed then, off this pitch? Why is it tailed then, off? Because I was talking to someone the other day, I can't remember who, it might be new Ross, I can't remember who it was, about how funny it would be if The Rock, or how weird it would be if The Rock does come back and then within a few weeks he's just on the level of like someone like Apollo Crews on SmackDown. He's just a normal guy. He just turns up on SmackDown and has like a five-minute match and stuff. And this is my this is my way of getting to that uh, thing. And also, I couldn't think of a third pitch. So I think this would be... I think this would be good. I realised that neither of my other two were that silly. The Stephanie one I do actually want to see happen. This one, it's just a big, just a big fun one, isn't it? For the boys. <laughs> just for the boys watching. Um, aye. What do we what do we think of that? It was it was a solid yes from me up until the kickoff show bit. I tell thee, I tell thee. Put that in the main event of SummerSlam 2021. Then I'm saying yeah. yes. That would have been so good. Yeah, I almost had me there, Jack. Almost okay. had me. But the the idea of that being on the kickoff show is it's crazy. That, that, is, that, is, that is funny. That is very funny. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna get 
No, no, no. I can't be. I can't be. I can't be fair. I'm not letting you give it a yes. I gave Ross a no, so I'm gonna have to give this one a no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. But it was really good. It was really good. It was up until the. Just shout no at him, Andrew. Go on. I don't want to shout no. Just shout no once. No, no. No. Don't like your pitch, Sid. No. Don't like it. No. No. Well. Thank you very much for joining us on this journey of pitches for Sunday's Money in the Bag. I am assuming that Adam Pacitti is live streaming his reactions. Is that right? I think Probably, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a. There's also. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is. We can reveal this yet, but there's a predictions contest as well. Can we reveal the participants? I've not heard anything about it, but what then I do we'll know. Leave it, what I do know. Over. What I do know is that uh, change is coming to Cultaholic Wrestling. That's Whoa. that's one thing I've. I've been working on for some time and I'm I'm getting a bit sick of things around here. Oh, it's going to kick off. Right, uh, anyway, keep tuned for, uh, stay tuned for all of that. Uh, thanks to Ross and Andrew as well. You don't do Twitch until the start of the week, Andrew. I don't. I don't do Twitch until Mondays, but if you want to mm. come by on Monday, do a little bit of Monday fun day, 6pm, twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic, you're more than welcome to do so. Ross? I, re- I realised I've done a big whoopsie today. I forgot what day it was. Oh. And I've been sorting out the office up here, everyone coming back. I've been moving tables, I've been cleaning up, I've been doing all sorts. And I forgot I was supposed to Twitch stream at 1pm. So next Wednesday, 1pm, I'll be back to do some FIFA. I promise I won't forget and be busy doing other things. I'm very sorry, very sorry. And I will be streaming with Owen at 6pm tonight. Football manager, up the fabes, we can win the league. On this stream, we need three points out of nine. It's got to be. It's got to be. We can't bottle it from here. Three from nine? Come on. Uh, so, yes, the, all of those are on twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic. And obviously stay tuned for all of our coverage of Money in the Bank this weekend. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And we'll see you very soon. Change is coming. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but it's coming, though. Honestly, change is coming. I'm sick of this bollocks, I am. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.